0: Hi, my name is John Christen, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruin's sports podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. Again, my name is John Christen, and I'm the sports editor here at the Daily Bruin. We're back with another gymnastics-themed episode of Out of Bounds. I couldn't be more excited to welcome back Sam Settleman and Nico Edgar, our two gymnastics experts. How are you guys doing today?
1: Oons, oons, raise the roof. We got a new coach. Let's go. Um, all jokes aside, John, I am very, very happy to be here. I wish we were doing this in person. Sam, uh, there was a little bit of... We got lost in translation there, but I'm very excited to do this again.
2: Yeah, I'm doing well as well. Um, hopefully, we can make
0: this a regular thing from now on, but yeah, I'm excited. I am excited as well. We are recording this on Thursday night of may 19th so if anything happens between now and when this goes up you can't blame us i say that at the start of every episode um but yeah we're here to talk about gymnastics again um and we'll just get started janelle mcdonald is the new ucla gymnastics coach we talked about the opening a few weeks ago and out of balance but she has been officially hired she was hired on may 9th i just wanted to ask sam and nico what are your guys initial thoughts on the hire
2: yeah um i mean i think it's an interesting hire in that Almost no one really had her on the radar coming into the coaching search. You heard a lot of names come up in this couple weeks of a process. Um, and she really didn't come up that often. Um, but then as soon as she was hired and people, you know, saw her background, I think everybody loved the hire, um, in terms of UCLA fans and just gymnastics fans in general. Um, you know, she's someone who comes in with over two decades of coaching experience, not a ton of experience at the collegiate level. Um, so she coached club and elite, uh, for a while before. She eventually went to Cal uh, as an assistant coach there. Um, But yeah, at the elite level, you know, she coached Madison Koshin, the former Bruin, um, and she's had a lot of success there. And it sounds like a lot of her former athletes really loved her as a coach. Um, You know, a lot of her former athletes especially say she's, you know, super enthusiastic and passionate. So I think that's something that she'll bring to the program. Um, But yeah, in terms of her four seasons with Cal as an assistant coach, she was primarily the coach on bars. Um, which is notable because they were one of the best Bars teams in the country over those four years. Um, They tied the top score ever recorded on Bars in 2021, and they were the number one team in the nation on that event. Um, And just in general, Cal has been really successful over the last four years. Uh, They got their first Pac-12 regular season title this past year. Um, They finished in seventh at Nationals in 2021, which was tied for their highest ever finish. So I think she brings... Um, not a level of head coaching experience yet, but she brings a ton of just general coaching experience that I think could turn this program back into a top contender.
1: Wow, Sam, those were a lot of words just to say something that we're we're all thinking here, um, and that this is this looks like a great hire on paper for UCLA. Uh, there's really no other way to put it. Essentially, right, what we were talking about last week when we recorded the podcast is that the previous coach Chris Waller seemed to have lost his relationships with the gymnasts a little bit. And that's the foundation of a successful team. And what do we hear as soon as Janelle McDonald gets hired? Well, I guess here is quite literal in that sense. But over Twitter, we see that all her previous athletes are just ecstatic about her getting this opportunity, even though they're, she's leaving their program and she's not going to be their coach anymore. And I think that tells us all we need to know about her as a coach and about her as a person. So we've both had the chance to talk to her already and that enthusiasm, that energy, that optimism has really shined through so far. And it looks like a a great hire not just on a personal level, but also is bringing in someone with experience and someone who's willing to rebuild the program. Um, I think we're going to have to reassess once we know what assistant coaches are going to look like. We don't know that at this point in time, unfortunately. Uh, Obviously, she's going to take over bars, but we don't know what beam will look like. Hopefully beam can stay stable like it did last year. Of course, it was a little more iffy the previous two seasons. And then how do we continue on floor? But I I think in general, she's shown that she can make a team, a star team on one of her events, and she can also nurture gymnasts. And that's what the Bruins need right now, because they're going to have a very young team and we have a big freshman class coming in. We're going to have a big sophomore class. And it looks like this is, honestly, I said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. It looks like it's a phenomenal hire for UCLA uh, just as far as, like, with the information we're working with.
2: Yeah. Um, and, Nico, you alluded to it a little bit. Um, but I think there is going to be kind of a transition period um, in the sense that she doesn't have a staff yet. You know, it's to, to be determined whether she's going to go with the current assistant staff um, or she's going to hire her own staff. But even then, I mean, making that transition from the assistant coach role to the head coach role is a big leap and I think she's coming in with a lot of, you know, energy and passion. But at the same time, you know, she's not used to doing the the stuff that a head coach does, which is kind of more as an oversight for the team as a whole. Um and media duties, stuff like that, um, small stuff on the side, I think will be an adjustment for her. But um I think just as a person, it's looks like a great hire on paper.
0: Yeah. Speaking of media duties, Sam, you sat down with her for a one-on-one interview right after she was hired. What did you, what did you gain from that? What did you see from her in that interview?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say you could tell that she wasn't quite used to the media side of things, um, which is totally expected because, you know, as an assistant coach, that's not something that you're really subject to. Um, but right off the bat, you could definitely see like everything that her former athletes have said about her. She just had a level of enthusiasm and excitement that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say Chris Waller didn't bring that. You could tell he was always someone who brought enthusiasm, but I think it just sounded a little more genuine coming from her. Um, And yeah, I don't, I mean, I didn't get to talk to her for all that long, but I think, you know, it reinforced everything that people have been saying about her so
0: far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to transition this a little bit into talking about the state of the roster right now, because obviously McDonald can't coach a team that doesn't exist. Um, You guys both kind of mentioned that the roster is in a good spot right now. Um, It looks like they have a good recruiting class coming in. I'm not a gym expert with you guys. So Sam, what's the deal with this incoming freshman class?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not quite the same level of class that we saw last year. Obviously, last year they brought in the number one ranked recruiting class in the country. um, And a lot of that had to do with athletes deferring because of the Olympics and COVID-related things. Um, So that was a stacked class, obviously. And it's going to be hard to match that but this year they have the sixth ranked class in the nation, which is obviously, you know, nothing to scoff at. Like that's a solid class in and of itself um, and led by really one of the top recruits in the country. And I mean, College Gym News has ranked them as the top recruit in the country. And that's Selena Harris, um, who is a five star recruit and a level 10 gymnast who uh, one of the best level 10s in the country. And she just recently tied for first place in the all around at the level 10 nationals last weekend. Um, and then you have Sienna Lipio as well. i um, not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, she's an elite gymnast who's had a lot of experience at that level. Um, and then Clara Wren is the last gymnast in the class so far, another level 10 um, who's shown to have a solid vault. So I think it's not quite the class they had last year, but certainly a lot of promise in those three gymnasts.
0: And then looking at the other side of the roster, there's quite a few seniors from this year. With some of them have do have fifth year options. Nico, what is what do you gain from if the seniors are leaving or if they're coming back, and just from the other non-freshman aspects of the roster?
1: Yes, that is a very very good question, John. Because if we are adding new people to the team, people also have to have to leave because that's just how life works. Um, I I think that the seniors people mainly care about in this case are probably Marzetta Frazier and Nora Flatley. Um, I don't have personally any intel. On whether they are going to stay or not, and as of what now we don't know. Uh, the team pretty much compensated for Mars's loss, uh, losing Mars all of last year because of her foot injury, and so the biggest loss is really going to be Nora Flatley and and her all around performances. If she does decide to leave, I do think that it's definitely something they could make up for if you see big steps forward from their sophomore class. Uh, this. So next season, sophomore class is the the gymnasts that were freshmen this year. Um, I think Brooklyn Moores is really someone to watch. She had kind of a rough first season in Westwood if she gets more comfortable and hopefully gets more of this and maybe develops a very good relationship with with McDonald as a coach. Maybe you could see her take a huge step forward. Um, And then obviously I – Personally, right now, I'm I'm leaning toward Nora not coming back. I also Mars maybe just because her senior season was really cut short, and uh, her wish of getting a new coach has been fulfilled. Uh, Sakai, right? I honestly can't imagine Sakai coming back. She had a pretty awesome floor routine last year and was a mainstay in some lineups to some point in some points in time, but. It seems like she wants to move on from Westwood. And then Samantha Sochte, who has been such a brilliant beam worker for UCLA over the years, I I think that there might be more of a a situation like we saw with Paulina Trotz or Kendall Poston, where she has kind of a leadership role on the team, and and she takes that fifth-year option, even though she may not be competing as much as she has in the past, which we saw with Poston and Trotz this year. And with that, I should mention that Trotz and Poston are definitely gone and these are, I mean, these are, it's kind of weird for for Sam and I because these are some of the gymnasts that we've interviewed a ton and it's going to be different next year, right? It's going to definitely be different, right? Our interviews were mainly with Nora and Mars and Kendall and we talked to them a ton. So it's it's big change coming to Westwood.
2: This is a team that didn't have Marzetta fraser for the entire year last year. Um, Polina Tratz, Kendall Poston, they competed sparsely but they weren't really you know, staples in their respective lineups either. Um, You know, Nora Flatley had a huge year in the all-around, so obviously can't discount losing her. That's going to be a big loss if she does decide to move on. Um, But really, that is the main, you know, the main forward teams you're losing is Nora Flatley in the all-around. And then you have to remember you're bringing back Emily Lee, one of the incoming freshmen from last year from a torn Achilles. Um, She was, there was a chance that she was going to come back. Uh, maybe midway through last year and compete on a couple events. But I think it was nice that they gave her a chance to rest after tearing her Achilles last June. Um And hopefully by next season, after a year, m- over a year removed from the injury, she'll have a chance to be fully ready to go. Because um, I know, you know, Coach Waller had said she could be an all-arounder for them. She's great on all four events. Um, and um, She could fill that role even in her first year. Um, So that'll be interesting to see. And then, yeah, Nico, you said it as well. I mean, the freshmen with a year under their belt, it makes a huge difference. I think we saw how good Jordan Tiles and Emma Malabuyo can be in the all-around. They'll be back in that role, Shay Campbell back in the all-around. Um, and then even the other freshmen, Brooklyn Moore, Zanapatero, like those two as well are going to be staples in a lot of lineups. So I don't, I mean, they're losing a couple of gymnasts, but I think talent-wise they have the pieces to fill all the holes on every event, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I think, just to add something on here, I think bars next year is going to be fascinating, right? Because we have a pretty good junior class, and we had Sarah Julius, who was an amazing bars worker and then unfortunately tore her ACL this year. So we don't obviously don't know where she's at in recovery, but she seems like the exact kind of gymnast that Janelle McDonald could craft into an absolutely beautiful bars artist. So I think that's just one person to watch, and I want to put on your radars. Mm-hmm.
0: With all this in mind, thinking about new coach, the roster, and the state that it is, what are your guys' expectations for this team next year? Because obviously they missed nationals back-to-back years. The last two years can kind of be characterized as a disappointment. So do you think they're going to make it back to that national stage? Or what do you guys think? Um, let's start with Nico. Ooh, ooh, big,
1: big questions here, John. So... I don't know exactly how to answer this because I think it's hard to give predictions on a coach that I've only talked to for all of 15 minutes so far. Sam, I'm very jealous that you got to sit down one-on-one with her. But we will ignore that for the time being. Um, I I do think that they will take a step forward. And that is just because I could see Mars coming back and still stepping into a leadership role. I could see that happening. Even if she doesn't, I think this sophomore class, next year's sophomore class, so that we're talking Jordan, we're talking Emma, we're talking Anna, we're talking Brooklyn, I think they are going to take a big step forward and really become the heart and soul of this team. And I, if they are managed to do that and manage to stay healthy and manage to stay consistent, I think they're going to have a very, very strong regular season. Um, I think they might be able... You know, they they always play up when they go against Utah. We see the best meets when they go against Utah. If they can beat Utah next year... Um In Salt Lake, I could see a Pac-12 championship in the cards for this team. Nationals, I don't think they make it to the Final Four. I don't think they're quite yet there yet. I think when Shay and Frida and uh, Sarah in that class are, are seniors, so two years from now, then maybe they'll be back in that top four. But as of now, I'm, I'm willing to say they make it back to Nationals and they are going to be Pac-12 champions.
2: Yeah, Um I mean... It's easy to forget, but this was a team was 0.025 points away from making nationals this year. Um, and obviously, you know, maybe you could say they overperformed this year, but either way, I think it's hard to imagine that they wouldn't be able to improve on that um, going into next year. I think especially if you have somebody like Shea Campbell, Jordan Childs, and Emma Malaguyo taking up three all-around spots, you know, that's half of your teams right there. I think if you can pencil those in every week, it's hard to imagine that this team isn't going to be really solid. Um, obviously, the coaching piece is kind of a, a wild card, but I think everybody loved the hire, so I can't imagine that's going to be much of a hurdle to clear either, despite the fact that there might be a little bit of a transition period at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with Nico here. I don't know if they're going to make that Final Four, but I think they'll be back to nationals, and they could compete for a Pac-12 championship. I don't know if they can compete with Utah, Utah is looking like maybe one of the top teams, if not the top team, going into next season. Um, but yeah, they'll certainly be back in that conversation. I think um, they'll kind of surprise some people next year.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you, Sam. And I don't mean to be cynical here, but right, you talked about the coach being a wild card. If we're talking about the coach being a wild card, we have to also ask ourselves, can it actually be worse than last year? And I think the answer to that is hopefully, fingers crossed, a resounding no, because I don't think it can get any worse than what we just saw because last season was really, really just strenuous
0: for the entire team. Yeah, well, let's hope that better days are on the horizon for UCLA Gymnastics. But that is going to wrap us up here today. I want to thank Nico and Sam again. Sam has a Celtics game to go watch. I have a class to go to, so we're ending this now. Um, Shout out again to Zoe and Kyle for producing this podcast. And yeah, that'll do it for us. Um, As always, Out of Bounce is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And transcript for this show is always available at dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone.